Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up? Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm live. This is Content Politics. We are recording the show tonight, 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 tonight's show is going to be talking to Dr. Norris Dorsey. He's talking about health and other things that pertaining to uh, living right. Waiting for him to call in. Um... I haven't had a guest in a while, and it's a reason why uh, a lot of my guests that I was going to have call in, they wasn't ready at the time. And uh, right now, anything is possible. So I'm just waiting on my guest to call in. And uh, when he do... Here he is. You didn't tune in. Hold on just a moment. Let me see what's going on with this. Let me bring him in. Hello. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm fine. How are you, sir? I'm here. I'm doing is this, good. Is this, doctor, is this Dr. Dorsey? Yes, it is. Uh, glad to have you, Dr. Dorsey. I appreciate you calling in. And uh, blessing my show tonight. Uh, I'm sure you can be able to educate and let the people know what's really going on out here and what you have going on and how you can help them. And, you know, might have some people that call in with some questions or something like that. Uh, what we do here is an open forum. And I basically just let you talk about the things that you're doing so you can let people know what you're doing. If you have an office, contact, however. Um, I've been doing this show for almost eight years now, and uh, it, it didn't hit it airwaves. You know, I actually ran into, I'm just going to tell this t testimony. Uh, I ran into a young lady that got her car jacked last Saturday night in Lancaster. And, you know, us as, us as people, we always put in stereotype on people that stand in front of these gas stations and these liquor stores and stuff like that. And, uh, I was preparing to give this young lady a dollar when I walked out the store because I knew that she wanted a dollar from me. This is what I'm thinking. At the same time, um, I get my stuff. I take my dollar. I get my dollar prepared. And she said, I don't want your dollar. She said, I don't need your dollar. She said, I need a ride okay. from you. She said, I need a I need a ride. I need a ride because I just got jacked. I just got my car taken from me. And I don't know what to do. I'm stuck out here. Can you please help me? And at the time, me, I'm a community advocate. I'm a community activist. I'm a I'm a so-called street dude and all this type of stuff. And I told her no. I said, I can't give you no ride. Did you call Right. Did you call well, police? All right. Come on. Start but, with that. Right. right. So, so, so check this out. So I told her, no, I said, I can't do it. I said, I've been caught up before in these streets. I got caught up in these streets uh -huh. before with people giving people rise. I don't know you. It's too much stuff happened. This is what I'm telling her. So when I left, uh -huh. she was like, please, sir, please help me. Please help me. And I'm like, you know, I said, I can't help you. So time went by and I left. So something was on my spirit. So I called 
I called my my family. I called one of my family members, you know, that know me. And uh-huh. and what happened was I they and my family members end up coming to where I was at and say, look, we're gonna give her a ride, but we're gonna follow you. I said, okay, that's cool. I'm, I want to help her. Now remind you, okay. She she done told me she just got out from doing 15 years in prison. Oh. She did 15, she just got out like three months. Just got out of prison, just uh-huh. got out from doing 15, 15 years in prison. That blew my mind because you know I'm all about you know helping my people that's coming out of prison. So when she in my car, uh-huh. I'm nervous. And I'm like, look, I don't tell her my name because I don't know her. But what I do do. I tell her my name is Compton Politics. And when I told her my name was Compton Politics, she almost fainted. She said, who are you? I said, I'm Compton Politics, talk radio. She said, oh, my God, this is you. So I'm looking at her like, oh, my God, I got to kick her out of my car. She said, no. She said, I've been listening to you while I've been in prison for the last eight years. Your show is the number one show in Chachilla, woman penitentiary up north. I said, you lying. She said, I listen to you every Monday. I listen to you. We listen to you. You done helped us through these times and the time that we've been doing. You told us about Donald Trump. She said, you told us about... um, she said, you told us about Donald Trump. You told us about Obama. She said, I look forward to seeing you. And I was just sitting there in an uh, amazed situation like, wow, here it is. I didn't want to help this lady. I didn't know the lady. And come to find out this woman is my number one fan. You know, mm-hmm. so, 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 you know, mm-hmm. my message to that is we got to be careful who we say no to. Sometimes mm-hmm. the dirtiest person and the funkiest person might be our blessing. Just mm-hmm. might be our blessing. So I learned a lot. Totally and I agree. had to just, you know, I, I had to tell that story. I had to tell that because that was amazing of how somebody that did 15 years in prison just got robbed, got jacked for a car, and asked me for a ride. And I told her no. And she ended up being my number one fan, which I never knew that my radio show reach that far to touch lives and change lives. You feel what I mean? So I just have to just do that introduction with that. I might be able to find the audio and the video of her speaking about it, you know, before the show is over. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we have mm-hmm. Dr. Norris Dorsey, and I'd like for him to introduce himself because this is his platform. This is his show tonight. And it's just an open forum. Please, if you have questions, I can bring you up for you to ask questions. Um, it's just going to be a great night. So uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Dr. Dorsey, and introduce yourself Absolutely. about who you are and what you do? Thank you so much for calling in. Listen, I am a uh, proud to be here, happy to be here. You know, I, uh, I, I made it a point, right, to do exactly what you said, and that is not assume anything, right? And so my name is Dr. Norris Dorsey. I am a college professor, recently retired two months ago. I, you know, I, I retired. I, I stopped waking up with a smile on my face and I said, I'm not about to rob these students, these young people, you know, people that are trying to further themselves and, and get more knowledge. So I just said that I'm going to do my own thing. I've been teaching business for the past uh, 23 years and I decided to just do my own thing and practice what I preach. And that is to, you know, to show people that you can grow the business from scratch and that you can do the things that you're saying. Um, I've been keeping my head down over the last few months, just focused on what I'm doing and myself and just trying to uh, leave an example as well as a legacy. Obviously I, I, uh, you know, would love to, to, to leave my name behind at somewhere, uh, you know, so people can kind of, uh, uh, you know, continuously learn from me, but, uh, that's who I am. Uh, our website address is dorseyacademy.org. I have my own organization. Uh, we are a certified 501c3, so, so we're nonprofit, and uh, we do a lot of workshops, uh, you know, to teach, you know, people how to get in business, how to stay in business, uh, how to budget their business, why, they, why they're in business, the management side of business, 
a lot of the the access to information that they wouldn't ordinarily get. You know, I provide that to them if I know it. If I don't, I try to find it out. So that's a little bit about me. And, you know, the funny thing about um, the prison life, uh, because I was just I just met a gentleman uh, last weekend and uh, he told me that his, his mother and his father both did 40 years in jail. I go, you was without your mother and your father for your first for, for 40 years? Like, you just got him out? He said, yeah, man, I just got him out. Well, it turns out uh, this guy's name is Mike Africa, and uh, his parents were part of the MOVE movement, which was, I guess it was in Philadelphia. I'm still learning more about it, but, you know, uh, they're like the Black Panthers, and, and uh, you know, I told Mike, I said, afterwards, after, you know, hearing this story, I told him, I said, well, listen, my dad did 33-plus years, and he died in prison, and uh, my wow. dad was in jail, you know. My, yeah, yeah, my my dad was in jail my whole adult life, you know, and, and, and most of his life. And, um, you know, Michael was telling the story about his parents still being good parents, even though they were taken away from him. And I said, yeah, that's 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 the choice that you make that, okay, you know, even though you're not on the outside, if you have seeds on the outside, you got to still be an active part in their life and you got to still kind of have some compassion and empathy, um, you know, for them. And they will have some, they will have that in return to you. And, and my dad has always lived uh, a stand-up life, you know, and he was, he was considered an OG in the prison system. Right. Cause right, I asked right. him, I said, man, dad, that ain't with you. he said, no, nah, man, they don't mess with me. I said, okay. You know, cause he was in, uh, uh, Illinois, you know, so anyway, I'm glad to be here, man. That's a little bit about me, and obviously, you'll find out more about me as we continue this interview. Okay, uh, and what, how long have you been in existing? How old am I? Is that what you asked no, me? No, how long, how long have you been in existing in your, in your business? Oh, got you. Um, I've been nine years. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, the business has been up for nine years. I started the company, Dorsey Academy, more like as a case study for my students. I told my students, I said, you guys are going to see me go through it. I'm going to be real world for you guys. And that's the way I teach. I teach real world. So, you know, understanding that uh, people, you know, uh, believe more of what they see than what they hear. I said, that's okay, I'm going to show you guys what it's like you know so i've been around for nine years um it's been a struggle i mean obviously i'm small you know i don't i can't go up against these community colleges and universities but that isn't my job my job is to educate one at a time so you know i'm doing that and that's okay and and, you know the more people that hear about me obviously they want to get that education they want to get that uh uh whatever they're missing you know so they can be successful so that's kind of what it is wow man that is really really interesting to me um and and it's just like i would really i have locations for you to come to i'm actually dealing with this one organization right now um and they actually need people to come through and educate these at-risk youth that's homeless and I'd love for you to come through mm-hmm. there. I'm actually going to be going through there to uh, on Friday to speak to the kids. I'll be talking about how they can start their own radio stations because, you know, kids have a lot of information, man. They, they're they very smart and articulate nowadays, you know. And I just want to get them opportunity to let yeah. them know that they have an opportunity to be a voice, you know, wherever. It's not even just the community, the world. Where are these young people at? Oh, they're in Inglewood. Where are these young people at? They're actually located okay. in Inglewood. Yeah. The, the, um, the organization is mm-hmm. in Inglewood. And uh, I will actually be going to speak to them this Friday myself. You know, I'm going to be the first presenter to them. Um, I know we're going to have 52 weeks of openings for anybody that like to come in and have something for these kids to learn and educate them. You know, but like I say, sometimes we always thinking that we're going to teach these kids, but we end up be the one learning something from the kids. So we got to be very careful. On what we say, we're going to teach them something, you know, that's what I learned. I learned a lot from the kids mm-hmm. myself when I go in. Um, You're supposed to. I mean, the, 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 what I learned in teaching college is that we're going to learn from each other. And I think that young people, you know, like music wise, 
They know these young artists, though. We don't know them. We stopped listening to the radio for young young artists. Like they know these young people. They know the young. They know the business. They know they should know the technology. That's what really is catching, you know, eyes like Chat GPT. You know, uh, young people know that. We we we're still figuring it out. They knew Facebook. They knew Snapchat. They knew Instagram. They knew certain things before we even got to it. So. I understand what you're saying because I like to learn from young people. I love it. I love it. So what is it? Yeah. So what is it that that you actually? What is what, what is the youngest person that you ever had experience to teach? What was the youngest person? I mean, I know you're in college. A lot of times, young people go to college. I would say about ten or eleven, um, because even though I teach college, I'm in the community as well. And some of my real young entrepreneurs hadn't made it to college, but they were they were definitely uh, uh, you know under my tutelage. And you know, right now what I'm what I'm focused on is more of the financial literacy uh, component to business because I feel like you know they have to understand uh, uh, the terminology and they have to understand what it's like to adult to be mature yes. to be responsible. You know, at this stage of the game, you know, at the 17, 18, 19 years old, you know, we're not we're not teaching them and telling them like we learned, uh, you know, uh, with our generation and, and, and the people before us teaching us. They taught us that we 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 apprentice. We uh, we uh, you know, we, we kind of learned on the fly, but I don't know what they learn nowadays. So that's kind of what I'm on now, uh, in addition to teaching the standard introduction to business and management and marketing classes and, uh, you know, entrepreneurship classes, small business entrepreneurship. I'm trying to, I'm trying to spin that financial literacy education a little bit harder because the younger you can teach them that the better it all, the better it is for every citizen, you know, around us is to, to learn how not to go in debt. Like, I mean, shoes, it's a lot of expensive things out there and people want it and they don't know that they got to pay that back. You know, they got to right. uh, uh, save for it. So anyway, right. that's what I'm on right now. Okay. So yeah. you actually teaching the kids financial literacy. Um, just like, like you got to think about it. This was graduation season right now. There's a lot of youth from mm -hmm. 17 to 18 have the feeling of being a grown person now feel that they grown. Feel that they can go do what they want to do mm -hmm. because they a, they graduated. You know, uh, what is it? What is the first thing mm -hmm. you would tell a fresh person out of out of high school going into college and having these big dreams and having this, you know, and this let's go into the culture of transforming into like a stargate of being a kid. And now you feel that you're an adult. What would you tell a youth, you know, at this time in life? of the of the transitioning of coming from high school to college or just coming from high school into the world what would you, what's your advice to them well the first question i would ask them is what's next you know and 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 sit by and listen to the answer because i think that the what's next is 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 important because they need to figure out well you know do they have a car do they have a job do they have a budget? Do they have an apartment or a house? You know, how are you going to get those things? And that is part of learning what's next, right? The responsibility, the job that you have might only pay you minimum wage, if not a little bit more. That's not going to make it in Los Angeles or any of these surrounding cities. And then, you know, kind of hitting them with the, do you have credit or do you even know what credit is? And I think a lot of those questions have to be answered by younger people. You can be grown. You can think you've grown all you want, especially if you're doing grown up things. Uh, but w when you go out and eat out and when you spend money at the bar or just, you know, doing activities, you run out real quickly. And then you yeah. have to understand that rent still is paid at the end of the month. And if you have that way of living or if you have a lifestyle like that, then you have to say to yourself, what's it cost? What, what is my lifestyle of living real comfortably? Because I don't think a lot of young people have been uncomfortable like I was, you know, I don't think that, that they have gone through the tough times like we did. And so yeah. they haven't had a whole lot of uh, experience in that area, you know? So that's, that's the first question I would ask them is what's next. And then after getting some of those answers, I will give them some advice 
I would maybe, you know, solicit how to get to those answers or how to get to that step that they want to get to, you know, because it's okay if you take your time. You can take your time and get there. You know, eventually you'll get there. But if you have the wrong attitude and mindset, that's a problem. If you're thinking that, you know, the the, the get rich quick scheme is going to work or the rich overnight, you know, is going to work or, you know, that, that's a problem. So, you know, that's that's a matter of just having a conversation with them and just actually listening to them. You know, leaders listen. So, you know, I know now I'm going to listen to the young person and, and listen to them tell me how they're going to get to it, you know, and then, okay, at that point I'm saying, okay, well, you got a great plan. Like, let's, let's enact it. Let's put it to play, you know, yeah. because a lot of times that's what it's all about. You can have a plan, but if you don't put the action behind it, it it's a plan unsuccessful. <laughs> Right, right, right. And I appreciate that answer. You know, I'm going to have a couple of more because I always be wanting to know, you know, these certain things because our youth are being really was left behind. You know, they have to learn on their own. I can remember when I was 17, 18 years old, you know, I was back in the 80s. You know, I I was living a grown man life at 18. You know, I was doing grown man things at 18. You know, I was I mean, I was probably just blessed to get around a bunch of grown guys that had a lot of respect for me and let me learn with them, you know, um, mm-hmm. every kid is not going to be that fortunate out here. You know, um, the sidewalk talk louder than the parents, you know, the streets sound louder than mm-hmm. the parents, you know, uh, the kids can be mm-hmm. uh, so captured with this, the wrong energy. They think it's a positive mm-hmm. situation, you know, because sometimes good is bad and sometimes bad is good. You know, sometimes yeah. we might have to make that bad situation just to be good. I mean, seriously. I mean, I made a lot of bad situations. I made a lot of bad choices. I mean, for good situations. And you, you know what I mean? And it's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of bad choices that Absolutely. you got to make for good situations. But you got to know how to choose. Like you said, the, everything is about numbers. What time you're going to be there? What time you wake up? How much do you mm-hmm. weigh? What's your waistline? How much food do you want? Mm-hmm. How many, you know, everything is, mm-hmm. everything is numbers, everything. And I'm glad that this, this yeah. Dr. Dorsey is, uh, so you say you actually have, I'm catching up with what you're saying. When I heard doctor, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're a doctor at a hospital, but now that I hear you, oh, you're a doctor. A professor. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm an educator, you know, by day I figured it out early and, uh, you know, I went pro in education. Um, I was a sports guy. I played a little basketball and was pretty good, but I wasn't good enough to make it to the pros. So, you know, I went back to school and, and, and just got my education complete. Um, you know, the, and started teaching college thereafter or right at the same time. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things that, that we can give to our young people is that we can empower them to be successful by simply listening. And and as soon as they think they need to be the boss, we teach them how to be the boss, right? That's the one thing that, that I've learned over time is that decision-making is an important part of, you know, finding success, right? You know, right, you, you got to right. make the right decision at all times. And when you make the wrong decision, you got to be truthful and transparent to say, you know what? I messed up. Don't lie and make it worse. Just say, I messed up. I had a mistake. I made a mistake. It's never too big to admit the mistake. I don't even care right. if you murder somebody. You can say it was an accident and this is what happened. If you if you did something that, uh, over time, you know, it, people forget about that. They don't, you know, they're not going to hold you accountable. This is a life of second chances. So I always tell people that because a lot of times they feel like, you know, oh, I didn't messed up or it's too late or whatever the case may be. No, you did something stupid right then and there. You got to admit it, stop it right then and there, and then you cannot do it again, right? right. The problem is, is that people like to double down. They like to do it over and over and over again. It's like you didn't learn nothing from your mistakes. So that's the one thing that I've always done is I've always learned from my mistakes. You know, so I wouldn't make the same mistake twice because it doesn't matter. And then once I stop lying and I always tell the truth and it just made it so much easier to remember things. That's the other thing. Like, I don't have to remember if I if I told a fib because I don't fib. I don't tell lies. I tell them like it is. And a lot of people try to say <laughs> tell them like it is. It, yeah. it, it, it's tough. No, it's easy. 
It's easy to yeah. tell like it is. I, I tell people all the time, how come you didn't tell me I was fat before? Like, you know, you, you're going to tell me I lost some weight, but you wouldn't tell me that I was gaining weight. I don't understand <laughs> it, but, you know, that's, that's you know, there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so do you have scholarship? Do you have free scholarship? So you actually have your own school as a university or is it a high school or is it a university? Or is okay, it a nonprofit? So we more of the, yeah, we're considered more of the university level because the classes that I teach in the curriculum that I have is straight from college. You know, it's straight from that, uh, 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 demographic. Right. Um, and it, it is called Dorsey Academy of Entrepreneurs. So, we, you know, physical location, we don't have. Uh, I host most of my workshops at, you know, different locations, and I move it around. I do have a mobile classroom, which I can hold workshops and classes in it. It holds about, nah, you know, 10 comfortably, 15, you know, a little bit uh, 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 tight quarter in terms of, you know, having elbow room and everything. But I have a full-on mobile classroom where I take into community and I, you know, I do my workshops in the community. Now, the door's open and the back is down, so then I can, you know, I can have more people around it and, and teach more people. And I think a lot of the uh, uh, stuff that I'm teaching uh, is geared for like 30 people, 20 to 30 people type size classes. I try not to go more than that because you know, then the one-on-one -on -one, uh, uh, conversations become less, right? And people have a hard time asking questions when they feel like it's too many people in there or they, you know, they're embarrassed to ask questions because they feel like it might not be the question to ask. I always tell people, listen, man, ask your question because if you take it with you, nobody has a chance to know what you was thinking. You know, we don't, <laughs> we don't read minds where I'm at. You know, you got to ask, you know. My grandmother always told me, close mouths don't get fed. So if you're hungry, right. you better speak up. You know, hey, so man, I be hungry I all the time, man. I'm time. always speaking up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, you got to talk. So, you know, that's that's one of, that's that's what we are. You know, when I, when I started this business as a case study, I, I kept that in mind. I said, you know what? I've, I've, learned, I've learned to take the best with me. So the best curriculum, the best ways of teaching, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm studying those that do it well, and then I'm taking it and then I'm incorporating it into what I do. And, you know, I'm pretty effective at what I do. So, you know, that just made sense to, to, to set it up that way. Wow, man. You know what, man? I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you came on my show tonight because, um, you know, we need these type of things in our community. You have a mobile university. I never heard of that before, you know? Um, I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. I can visual a lot of different things on how we can work together. You know, I haven't been working in the community for almost two years now, but I feel when I go back and if I do decide to go back, I will be able to bring a, uh, some of the most brilliant substance that our communities never had before. You know, um, like I said, I really appreciate the work that you're doing and how you're doing it. You ain't there's no like Michael Mack said, by me, any means necessary. You used to, like you said, you don't have, I would love for you to have your own university, your building with classes and graduations. I mean, that way, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm just speaking, you know, cause I'm just my first time hearing about this. And I think this mm -hmm. needs to go across the country on what you're doing. Um, do you do it online? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We're online. Everything, all the curriculum is online. Um, one of the things that um, I will say as far as, you know, uh, brick and mortar location versus the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the new generation, which is online and, you know, uh, uh, just kind of going at your own pace. Excuse me. I feel like the paradigm is shifting a little bit, right? And yeah. I think like, you know, there's a YouTube generation where people are just getting information or learning on YouTube or, you know, opportunities like a YouTube and, uh, one of the things I still feel is very effective, and this is why I'm glad you are going to Inglewood to talk to these young people, is getting in their face still is important, right? You know, taking the time out to, 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 to talk to them and to learn and to study <laughs> is still as important. Reading a book is still as important. And so, you know, I think that that's part of each one teach one where, hey, man, if you have an opportunity to bring me along, bring me because, you know, I'm, I'm – I, I have an utmost confidence 
of my ability to get to young people because I've been doing it for a while. So I know I know how to how to talk to them. I'm in some certain high schools right now, but like every every city, every every area is different. So you know, it, it, once you get to Inglewood and you set and you you do the lay of the land, say, man, I know Dr. Norris Dorsey. It would be great to come out here because I know Mayor Butts a little bit. And I've I've been in Inglewood at at Inglewood High School and some of the surrounding areas, but you know it's always nice to come back because I can leave my mark with these young people and and you know really have them push because that's the toughest part about being a parent is pushing your kid you know a little bit further than they want to take it you know just just to find the success that they need in order to you know take care of their family. Yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. Like I say, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics Talk Radio with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. My guest tonight is Dr. Norris Dorsey, and he has a great, great, great opportunity for people that want to learn about finance. He has a finance university. Um, and I just feel that people need to get involved. You need to get involved and let your kids learn about finances because a lot of times Kids don't have a chance to learn about it. They don't teach finance in school. They don't teach finance in school. Not, no. the finance that you, not the finance that your kids really supposed to learn. They teach them one, two, three, A, B, C, and plus this and that. But when it comes down to paying bills and breaking it down from, if you got a phone bill that costs $58, that means you got a phone bill for 12 months. So that means you got to add up 58, 12 times. You feel that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you going to pay yeah. all that up front? to get it all out the way at the beginning of the year so you ain't got to pay that every month? Or are you going to pay in quarters every four months? You're going to pay off, you know, dynamics like that, you know, so they can understand money. They can understand you got to sacrifice. You might can't go get your nails done. You might can't go get your hair done. Well, yeah, and that, and that's part of the mindset that has to be educated on too, right? Because we we'll think it's okay to 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 ask someone else to to you know pay for dinner or to get our get our hair and nails done or whatever the case may be, but we can't pay for it ourselves. And I and I remember my grandmother used to live, used to live off of Social Security. And then when I found out the amount, I go, how in the hell was she taking care of eleven kids? And you know, on three hundred and fifty dollars a month, like that's impossible, you know. But she did it. You know, she right. would she would community eat. She will, you know, the, the transportation was catch the bus. Like she will walk, like things like that. Start getting you to understand that there's more to financial literacy than just, you know, having a job. Like you got to know how to budget as well. And I get paid once a month. You guys out there, I get paid once a month. That money has hey, to last me hey, a whole sir, month. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I work for the state. <laughs> Yeah, so you already know. Look, if you run out of money halfway through the month, like you're going to yourself, like, oh, my God, like, I got to I gotta downsize my eating. I got to, you know, I got to minimize my business. I might not get yeah, it. Okay? Yeah, instead of getting a double cheeseburger, <laughs> hey, instead of getting a double cheeseburger, I get a, a, a meatball sandwich. There it is. You know, so <laughs> you figured out, I mean, but, like, understanding that certain certain lessons aren't taught in the schools, I get it now. They never, they don't even have a financial literacy component. And these young people have to get out and get a job and balance their checkbook. They don't know what the hell balance their checkbook They don't know what they're doing. And that's what I wanted you to talk about. Yep. I want you to talk about the beginning of the new, what I use. And, and I think that's going to be, mm-hmm. yeah, it's about violence. It's about drugs. It's about prostitution and human trafficking, but it's really about getting that head together for the finances that they finna run into. You know, it's like I yeah. worry about the percentage yeah. of these youths that graduate this year that gonna become homeless because they're gonna make mistakes. You know what I mean? It's gonna mm-hmm. be mistakes made. Oh, well, so so just getting in the head of the youth takes me back to getting into the head of the parent, right? Because, okay. uh, you know, I I had a hard time. I thought I was doing right by my son. He's 19, about to be 20. And then I realized after he graduated, he didn't take none of those lessons or he didn't want to listen to me anymore. Like, it was almost like he thought he was bad and grown at the same time. That's what I, and I told and my son, I said, 
And I told my son at that time, I said, man, you don't even know what you don't know. I said, I done forgot more than what you, what you even know or about to learn. I said, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you bump your head a few times. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just allow you to be you. So, 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 so you got a car. I bought him a car. I made the mistake of entitling them. I didn't really show him the hard work of what I had to go through to get my first car. But anyway, long story short, he had a car and, 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 and he was looking at me for gas. I go, no, I'm not about to give you no gas. If you got the car, you're going to have to figure out how to move it from A to B and back. And like, that's the part I'm talking about. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they want the car. So, but, you know, yeah. Oh, but they don't know how to keep it running and to gas it up and the maintenance and then to get new tires and the things that it takes. And so what I had to teach him in that lesson is you can't rely on your parents to do everything for you. Uh, you have to understand. We want you to win, too, because you are family. We made you. But we're not about to do everything for you because nobody did nothing for us. As black men, we have to struggle and fight and get our way, you know, figure out our way to whatever we was trying to do. And I and I was just trying to give them that lesson back because I'm saying, well, listen, man, I love you, but they don't love you. Nobody out there in the streets loves you. So you're gonna have to you got to work towards what you want. And and you know, it takes effort and time. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's true, that's true, and that's so true. Um, do you have scholarships? No, I don't. I know I heard you ask that question before. No, I don't have scholarships. What I did uh, in this particular business model, as I said, start your business, start your business classes simultaneously. And so I'm a pay-as-you-go system. I wanted to make it so people can take these classes and keep moving because we know as young people and entrepreneurs, right, you want to know what you don't know, and that's pretty much it. Like, you don't need no geology. You don't need no history if that ain't making no sense to you. So the classes that I have and the system that I have is, okay, you want to learn business? You want to learn how to write a business plan? Hey, man, take that workshop. And then if you don't take the workshop, then you can you can hire me as a coach, right? And I can teach you. I can mentor you one-on-one you -on -one and teach you how to do certain things. Just like you, right? You have a radio station. You you learn some, some things of what to do and what not to do. And you can teach, you know, somebody, you know, uh, 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 those tricks. So I have, like, little little cheat sheets and, and certain things that they need to learn uh, in order to be successful. Uh, you know, the, the, like, for example, um, uh, how to become business credentialed, right? So I have a, a cheat sheet on how to become business credentialed. And this is actually applied to you and anybody listening out there. You know, first thing first, okay, do you have an LLC? Second, do you have a, a physical street address? Not a P.O. box, not a not a Regis location, but a physical street address. Do you have a, a, a dedicated phone line? You know, something that is not a cell phone, it's an actual phone line. Do you have, and this is the one that kills most businesses, do you have a fax machine? And people go, man, there ain't nobody faxing no more. Well, you know what? They might not be, they might not be faxing no more, but banks and lenders look to see if you have a fax machine because they know that you're receiving and you're sending some faxes. Uh, you know, some of the other things to become business credential is, is making sure you're in the yellow pages, making sure you have a website address, making sure you have an email that has your business in the email, meaning it, not no Gmail, not no Hotmail, but Dorsey Academy in the email, you know, so these wow. are things that, that, that I, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. people don't know that, and they always wonder, like, why they're getting denied, or, you know, why they're getting turned down, or some of the, you know, things that happen to them, it's because that particular becoming business credential has not been met. And, and they're lacking something. And, you know, they won't tell you what you're lacking. That's that's what they won't do. They'll just say denied, and you get a letter in the mail, and you go, why did I get denied that particular loan or credit or, you know, whatever the case may be? That's why you got it. You got denied because you ain't got nothing. Wow. You know, I never, I never, yeah, I never, I mean, I'm no business. I say I know business, but me at 58, 57, whatever, I'll be 58 next month on the 5th. I just learned something new today and I kind of, you know, you know, these type of things, but you don't know these type of things, you know, even though they got this digital out, you still got to go analog. 
You still got to go old school to make that yep. good money. Like you said, yep. you know, all any yep. business person that got a business, if you listen to Compton Politics tonight, you got to have a fax machine. It's not exempt. Fax machines yep. are still important when a company having money. Having a fax machine is like having yep. a count, uh, like it's like having a money counting machine. It's a must yep. when you got a lot of money. So if you can hear the Dr. Dorsey, what he just said, that is so important. In order to have the business, you have to have the right business accolades to have a business before you even yep. start the business. And if you don't have this stuff, you might have in your own mind because you worked a long time. You got a lot of customers. But if you don't have your paper game together, you're not going to make no, you're not going to get no farther than what you are. I got a famous quote that says paperwork makes the paperwork, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, we might make some money selling some goods or, or some products or services and that's fine and everything. But in order to sustain the money that you're making, you got to be on in business on paper. You know, th that's why they call it a LLC or corporation as Corp C Corp. It's because it's a separate legal business entity. It's like a person. That is why Donald Trump, you can try to sue Donald Trump. You ain't going to never get to Donald Trump because Donald Trump hides behind his businesses. So you're going to sue the business, but you ain't going to get uh, 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 no real money because Donald Trump didn't put a lot of money into some of these businesses. He made money, but that's the reason why. And I think a lot of people have to understand that part of the process. You know, one of the things that I give back and that I give is is – is access to information. Some of those things that we just ordinarily wouldn't be told or wouldn't know about unless we are in the room, unless we are at the table. But I try to tell people, listen, you ain't got to be at the table, but you definitely got to be at the game. Like, you know, you got to be in the game. And in the game, it's called investing in yourself. And if you are trying to do business the right way, you have to spend money. And if you ain't got no money, stop thinking about, you know, being a CEO and a president because you ain't nobody but an employee. At that point, you need you need another person who does have money to run the show. And it's okay. Like, you just got to get experience. You got to work, you know, and get that experience. And then maybe you'll step out on your own. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, I have a lot of let people in on my media listening to you speak. Um, they liking mm -hmm. what you're saying and stuff. Uh, like I said, this is Compton Politics. This is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk. My net, my my radio show is on Athlete T25CL.com. Um, I've been in business eight years, and like I said, I found out that my radio show been hit. All the women penitentiaries, and I'm just excited. You know, it sounds crazy, but it's a business. If this is what my broadcast is about, and this is the target who's listening to it, um, that's just what it is. Um, is, so there, is it on the AM dial, or how, how are they hearing you? Oh, they hear me on the networks. I'm on <laughs> Facebook Live. I'm on Instagram Live. Ah, I'm okay. on Cashbox okay. Cash Live. Uh, I'm on different medias. Mm -hmm. And it do get out, you know, it's out, you know, people actually okay. listening to me. I have a hundred thousand people following on my show. You know, I have, that's an average, you know, all over the world. I'm in, in New Zealand. I'm in uh, England, uh, the Congo, uh, Singapore. I have people all over the world. Like I said, I just ran into my, my number one fan in Lancaster, you know, got her car jacked. You know, that's that was really just blew my mind for me to for that woman. I, I just called her to ask her to call in, you know, because uh let me see something. Let me see, because I see it's three people in. Hold on a minute. Oh, that's hold on, let me see. I see it's a guest on the line. I don't know if they want to ask questions. This is your girl. Uh, how you doing? You want to say something? Or are you gonna be a secret? <laughs> Hello. Oh yeah, I guess you're gonna be a secret. I'm gonna let her be quiet because you know I don't make nobody talk to me no more. To. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me take her off of mute. Now say what now? Come back. Oh, Mr. Lorenzo Murphy, how are you? Can you hear I'm fine. How are you? Yes, yes, yes. I was just respecting you. I seen you was on the line. And I don't like living people without if they want to say something or anything. 
on my show. So I just want to click oh, in and see. If you... Oh, I'm so excited. This is so exciting to hear. I'm so grateful to have put people in connection with each other. And um, you just don't know. I'm getting ready to go on another show in a minute to discuss what we, what I found out here and just the beauty of the connection <laughs> and what's being done in the community. That's right. That's right. I appreciate yes. you calling in, being a guest, you know, uh, bringing me this guest. This was an enlightening show. I mean, I've heard some stuff in the last 30 minutes where I wouldn't even, I'm blown away, really. You know, I'm blown away just by him having a mobile college in our community and not even knowing this. You know, you know how many other people need to know that this man exists, you know, not even just in Los Angeles, just across the whole county of Los Angeles. I think we need him up in Lancaster. We need him in Palmdale. You know, uh, it's a lot of use all over. Not like it's, it's not just use. It's adults that need to be taught financial situations like myself. I just made quick money. I know how to make money real fast and stack it up in my safe. You know, I just now started using the bank. You know what I mean? And I love it. I love that way. I mean, it took me a long time to understand um, the bank way. Seriously. It might sound crazy, but I always been I, I was a hustler. And, you know, sometimes hustlers don't have to have a bank. You know, you have your own bank. But now that I'm a, a American citizen. Uh, and I'm happy to be, uh, I'm more conscious now about how I, you know, live my life and conduct my life. But like I said, I appreciate both of y'all for calling in on my show. Um, Dr. Dorsey, you can call in anytime you have any information. Is there anything you'd like to tell the fans, you know, before we go or anything? Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Cause like I said, this is for you, to you know, go ahead. Yeah, so so what I'll leave what I'll leave people with is what you just said as far as banking and money, right? And understanding the value of money. Money is expensive nowadays. The currency is about to change. So, you know, the US dollar is gonna get bumped aside very shortly, but I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm just trying to say if you have your money in a bank per se, you might as well get some interest for it. The savings accounts at the banks are not interest. Those are not even 1%. They, they 1% or 1% or 1%. Like, so you don't earn any money by just parking your money in the bank. So you got to find where you can park the money and, and get some interest for the money. Because if you're going to put it in somebody's bank, they get interest for your money. You might as well get interest for your money as well. And the other side of it is, is how does that get you credit like how does having money uh, uh get you credit well one of the things that i'm talking to people about is understanding the trust situation understanding the business credit the personal credit trying to make sure that you leave uh assets behind for your family because you know nowadays when we pass over like what what did the person leave they left more debt like you know you gotta pay somebody debt bill like i'm not paying nobody that ain't here uh medical bill i don't think so so you know understanding that process is another piece of the financial literacy education i think where parents have an advantage is they've seen enough to be smarter than they are right don't be embarrassed that your situation ain't what you thought it would be all you got to do now is from this go forward basis, make it what it should be. And a lot of times we leave debt for our young people and for our children and whatnot. Hey man, I'm not leaving my, I'm not leaving a house for my kid to have to pay. I'm not leaving debt and, you know, bills that need to be paid for my kid. I don't think so. So, you know, that's, that's what I want to leave this listening audience with is learning how to not leave debt behind, you know, and what you do in the process. Wow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, yeah. hey, if y'all mind, I'm going to play this recording. I want to I want to play. I'm going to play this recording that I talked about this weekend about this lady. I found the recording and I want to play it because I want y'all to hear how important it is to do. You know, um. Just, just don't be afraid to try something. Don't be afraid to do something. 
you know, because I'm not knowing how powerful my radio show was until this, I met this lady the other day. This is the woman that got robbed and jacked for her car for everything she had in Lancaster. And I pulled up. She asked me for a ride. So this is her. I want y'all to hear it because it's real. It's raw. I'm that cop in politics, y'all. This is the podcast from in prison. I can't believe it. I met him. My car got jacked and I asked for help. And he didn't want to help me, but he came back. This is Compton politics. You know, it's, it's, it's terrible on how we out here putting stigma on people. She was standing in a parking lot of 7-Eleven. I'm getting some gas. And I walk into 7-Eleven. I said, let me get this dollar ready because I know she's going to ask for one. So I got my dollar ready. So when I walked out, I went to go hand her a dollar. She said, no, I don't need no dollar. She said, I just got up and do a fifth group. The power. Oh, my God. Okay. So, hold on. Let me see. Okay. But, but that's what I got. That that was it right there. She was explaining how she'd been listening to my radio show for the last eight years while she'd been doing 15 years in prison. And it's like the situation that happened to her, she got jacked for her car. I pull up. She asked me for a ride to her location. I told her no. But then when she got in my car, I told her my name was Compton Politics. And she'd been listening to me. She was my number one fan. She'd been listening to my radio show all these years in prison for 15 years, the eight years I've been on the air. And now I'm just trying to let people know you got to be very careful on what's going on out here. You can't tell everybody no, because you might be able to learn something from them. And that's what I did. I learned something. I learned that my radio show was touching the world. I learned that. And that's why I wanted to. So I, that's why I was so anxious to do my show tonight. I want to give it up to the women up in Churchilla. Um, you know, thank you all for listening to my show. Thank you for uh, uh, supporting me on how y'all do it. I'm sure other people in prison is listening to. And I just I'm just I'm just happy about that. You know, so like I said, this is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm on T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm on every Monday at 7.30 Pacific Coast time. I will be bringing these educators different stories. You know, I bring the truth to the table. And um, I would like the doctor to say his last words, goodbye, how y'all can get in contact with him, phone number, email, whatever. Then I'm going to end my show. Thank you so much, Dr. Dorsey. Hey. Man, not a problem. I'm glad to be on and be of service. Uh, that's what I've been doing my whole life. My dad, you know, he did his uh, uh, his his life sentence. My dad was sentenced to natural life, and he died in prison. So I understand having a relationship uh, behind bars is very difficult. Um, you know, my mom, I take care of my mom right now. She just recently had a stroke. Uh, I just recently had a stroke. So, you know, one of the things about health is that, you know, it won't give you nothing that you can't handle. You can get through these health situations, but you got to be serious about your mind and it's got to be focused and disciplined. So now, you know, I have that focus. I'm young enough to understand the discipline and determination to get what I want. How I can be reached, everything's online at Dorsey Academy. Uh, uh, you can, your social media, you can find me at Dorsey Academy, Dorsey Academy Entrepreneurs. And you can find Norris Dorsey at Norris Dorsey. The website is dorseyacademy.org. Um, and the number is 888 358 5688. So 888 you know, if you want to Google me, you can find me. That's the easiest way to find me. Just Google Norris Dorsey or Dorsey Academy, and trust me, I'm going to pop up because I've done a lot. And uh, for those that are out there listening, hey man, it's never too late to learn. We learn every day, and I think it's important that you learn the right things. Like Lorenzo just said, 
you know, he learned something new today. Make sure every day you learn something new because technology is trying to take over and people out there in the system out there is trying to take over. So you got to make sure you stay on top of your game so you're not being taken over and being a victim of your circumstance. That's it, bro. That's right. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. This is Compton Politics. This is your boy, Lorenzo Evers Murphy, Monday Night Live. You know, and I just wanted to just end the show with a big thank you. A big shout out to the women up in Chichilla Penitentiary Prison up north for, you know, supporting my show. And uh, hey, stay tuned next week. I'm going to have another guest. Maybe we can come back next week. Dr. Dorson, talk about this. The, the kid, like you said, that's interesting that you said your father got uh, forever life and did and, and died in prison. That's another subject. Uh, I deal with the, something called We Nation, which is the West Coast and the East Coast together. I have a multiple of maybe 50 people that's in prison right now, and we all collaborate and talk about the issues and the problems in the inside of the prison, on the outside of the prison. Uh, I actually have a program right now that I've been doing. It's called Intertree. I help people go to prison because a lot of people catching cases, going to trial. A lot of people don't know how to fight. They don't know how to do time. And I'm there to support them. They going to jail, so I got to support them. Just like you got reentry, I do something called Intertree. Help them go to prison. That's my new program. I've been doing it for maybe 10 years. I had maybe about 10 clients. Uh, my biggest client that I ever had was DMX. I had an opportunity to go speak up for DMX at his trial years ago when he was facing 15 years for the five charges he was charged for. And, uh, you know, I was a, I'm a speaker and I speak up and I do these things. So I wouldn't have had a chance to speak. To the judge for DMX, he was sitting, standing, sitting right next to me as I was speaking for him, and I was able to help DMX get from 15 years to six year, to six months in prison with my vocabulary, because I let the judge know that he still had light inside of him. You know, just like you was just speaking on some things about you can still do it. You know, even though how bad you are, no matter if you're on death row, you still have light inside of you. But you got to do the things in life to bring the light out and it's not big deals of what yeah. you got to say you got to just say certain words that if you hate it you got to say you love if you mad you got to say yeah. you happy it's just just that simple and enlightening yourself to get light that can put some light in your life if you all alone it's kind of like this i didn't have no bible and i didn't have a bible in prison because when you're in solitary confinement, I didn't have one at the time. I only had prayer. Mm -hmm. I only had prayer. Yeah. I didn't have no money. I didn't have no help. I couldn't. Uh, and a person could have broken in and helped me for what I needed help for. I had prayer. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you, prayer is what got me through. Prayer. I didn't have a Bible I can touch. I didn't have sermons and verses I can read. There is a God out there, regardless of whoever don't believe it or not. Well, I believe it. And I'm just ending the show on that note, because a lot of people out here is not happy where they're at. You got to be blessed where you at. You got to think back and look at your phone or how many people that you can't call no more. That's not here no more. I look at my phone every day and I just look at the numbers that people does not hear no more. A lot of times I yeah. listen to the messages that they left me. That I know I will never hear their voice again. So we got to be very mm -hmm. conscious about how we dictate and how we put stigma on people. Like I was saying about the young lady in the parking lot that I didn't want to help. So I'm going to be very cautious from now on and saying no to somebody. I'm not going to say yes all the yeah. time, but I'm not going to say no too many times, though, because I realize that. You never know who you saying no to. And it's like, just think if I never would have went back, if I never would have went back to help the lady out, I never would have known I had a number one fan. And that number one fan, yeah. by letting me know that she was my number one fan, she changed my life too. She changed my life that day. I became a whole different person that day, just off that incident. And it's like mm -hmm. we don't take moments in our own lives to appreciate our own history. 
We wait for Martin Luther King holiday. We wait for Christmas. But what about the days that you create and you do something that need to be marked down in history within your own self? You don't have to wait for nobody to tell you part of history. You can make history within your own self. You can do things every single day to make your own history. You can make your own holiday. We don't have to sit around and wait for people to tell us when to have fun, when to celebrate. That part. You know what I mean? It's Black yeah. History Month. Huh? It's Black History Month every day of our struggle. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave it at that. I thank y'all for listening. My name is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I'm down. I'm gone. Compton Politics. <laughs>